0: Good evening, Newark family, and welcome back once again to our Friday Night with Friends. I am excited about this special night, Friday Night with Friends. It is September 11th, 2020. And as you can see, I have the very bearded Caleb with me. And in addition, he has two of his friends with him. And so I'm actually going to step out of the way at this time and let him introduce the guests that he has with him on our panel. I'll see you all in about half an hour.
1: Well, hello, Newark, and welcome to our Friday Night with Friends. Tonight we have two very special guests who actually probably know you more than you know them. So the first one, who you all know a little at all, is the esteemed Allie Gentry. If you don't recall, um, then I'll jog your memory. She is the upstart young quizzer that my father has complained about having stolen our second back-to-back national championship grr, yada yada. Uh, but yes, she uh, she came up to experience in 2017, was very impolite, and felt no obligation to uh, give us our second national championship. So she and Logan uh, both uh, beat us that year. And then Uh, she and Logan went on to uh win again in 2018, and then Logan graduated, and then Allie again, stealing off the trophies, won nationals in 2019. No, yeah, it was 2019. So, that all goes to say, these two are both excellent Bible quizzers, and having gotten to know them both a bit personally, they're both fine young people. serving God and doing what they can for the kingdom. And that is actually going to be our theme for tonight. So launching straight into the questions that we have prepared, I'll call on Logan first, because Allie threw Mm -hmm. him on the us when we were coordinating and volunteering Mm -hmm. to speak first. Um, So Logan, could you list what ministries you're involved in at your church and uh, what exactly your involvement looks like?
2: Absolutely, and I do just want to say first off, thank you for the opportunity to uh, speak with you all. Um, it, it's an honor, and I've looked forward to this for um, ever since I ever since I was asked. But um, I won't take too much long. Just wanted to say thank you. And uh, but ministries I'm involved in, um, heavily involved in the Bible quizzing department, um, as Caleb uh, already. Kind of bragged, but a little, a uh, little jealous there. I could tell in the voice. But uh, no, I,
1: no, I, um... <laughs> not it. Honestly, though,
2: seriously, not at all. My father.
3: <laughs> I'm. Just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but anyway, no, I am heavily involved in Bible quizzing. Um, immediately after graduating um, in 2018 from actual quizzing, I jumped right into coaching. I was given the opportunity to coach my youngest sister in an immediate division, and then last year I jumped up. Um, in the time that we had, that was awarded to us pre-COVID, I was able to coach the experience team and coach um, my old teammate Allie. Which I don't know if Allie enjoyed that as much as I did, but it was fun being able to coach her. <laughs> um, and uh, other than that, I'm also involved in at our church. We have a program called um, the Cadet Program, where I serve as um, basically I'm a servant to the leaders and the uh, ministry team at our church. So. Um, on Sunday, Sunday mornings and Sunday night services, you sit behind the behind the ministry team, um, and you serve them in whatever capacity you can. Whether that's getting them water, whether that's taking care of something outside of the church, whatever they need, your job is to do that. Your job is to make it easy on them, make sure that their job, uh, make sure that their job of uh, making sure that the saints and the body is taken care of is easy, and they don't have to worry about. Minute tasks, and that is that would be my job, and the people that I kind of train at this point uh, underneath me, um, along with serving evangelists and missionaries and other pastors that come through the church, which is always a delight to get to meet them and uh, talk with them and everything. Um, Other things I'm involved in would be I'm involved in the music ministry, I play drums, I played drums for uh, since I was about. 13 is when I got serious about it and been playing drums since, uh, for about seven years now. Uh, well, nine years now, cause I'm 21. Yikes, I'm getting <laughs> old. Um, and, uh, I also help my pastor on occasion whenever he asked me to preach or teach or something like that. Um, just, you know, being a servant, being willing to step into whatever form of ministry that pastor feels led to put me into and, uh, do whatever, whatever is asked about me or whatever is asked of me is where I, uh, where I serve in my church.
0: This is disembodied voice Desi, and just to clarify, at 21, you yes, are sir. not getting old. I guarantee you, most <laughs> of our listeners laughed at that line. But you make. Well, I,
1: I feel
2: like I'm getting old, sir. I feel like it.
1: Yeah, Ali, Ali keeps uh, keeps teasing me about that. When I turn 20, she, uh, I'll I'll be old then. But the problem is. <laughs> those of you who don't know her birthday comes a mere two months after mine <laughs> so.
3: three three months after
1: oh my. oh yeah yeah you're right you're right two two and a half i think but anyway um
3: <laughs> uh, okay.
1: so yes we, we all feel like we're getting old but yes all due respect to uh disembodied voice desi we're not getting old um ali why don't you list the ministries you're involved with and what exactly that means
0: for you
3: sure And I guess, since Logan thanked everyone, I'll thank you guys too for (laughs) having me on here. Um, Yeah, the main uh, ministry I'm involved in is quizzing. I finished up my last year of quizzing this past season and now I've been allowed the opportunity to coach juniors, um, well, co-coach juniors. And I'm actually writing questions too. So if you guys wanna buy my questions. (laughs) Um, shameless plug Um, I'm also involved in Sunday school I'm a Sunday school teacher which is anything from teaching the lesson to wrestling the children you know everything in between it's a lot of fun Um, I'm also involved in multimedia which is basically anything tech at the church putting on service whatever needs to be done in that area Um, I usually run the projector and monitor the, the live stream with that and I mean, basically everything else is pretty general, whatever comes up, wherever I'm needed. Um, we do Bible studies on occasion with a college and career group, just things like that. Oh, yeah, so, I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So I guess Logan can uh, throw throw his uh, name in there for that. Um, I can, I'm, yes, I can. Yes, uh, I'm going to, we'll come back to this later, but I'm going to just note that both of these people have now noted that they're just serving in whatever capacity is needed and however they can when it comes to either organize, organized ministry and planning and stuff like that, or whenever just anything in at the spur of the moment arises, and so they are, they're available for that. Next question. How did you become involved in these ministries? I'm going to switch it up and have Ali go first.
3: I did not know I was going first. Oh, yeah. tell me every question, Logan.
1: Reve- Logan. Oh, no. no. Revenge is sweet. I will not let you do Logan dirty like that. Thank you, Caleb. Appreciate it. No problem.
3: All right. Uh, I'll just start with quizzing. Um, so before quizzing, getting involved in that, I wasn't, I attended church, but I wasn't really like in church and everything, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you get what I mean. So uh, and then, but basically one Sunday morning, my pastor preached a message about, you know, everyone has a place in the kingdom of God and everyone whoa, whoa, has whoa. a purpose. Don't forget how
2: shy you were. Don't forget how shy you were too. Don't forget that part.
3: This doesn't have to do with this story. Well, <laughs> let me tell it. Okay. It's my story. <laughs> Anyways, he said all this stuff about everyone having a purpose. And if you don't know how to do it or get involved, just pray to God and, you know, he'll provide an opportunity. And I was like 13 at the time. And I, you know, I convinced myself that I didn't want anything to do with church or God or anything like that. But I could really feel God drawing me to pray. So I did, even though I thought there's no way it's that simple. You just ask God and He does it. But uh, I prayed. And, you know, it was a very simple and short prayer. You know, no one laid their hands on me. I didn't even go down to the altar, no crying, no Holy Ghost. You know, it was a very simple prayer. Uh, but not even 10 minutes after altar call, uh, Sister Alkins, the head of the program at our church at the time, she came up to me and asked me to join Bible quizzing. And I did. And Bible quizzing is, has been really the catalyst for my relationship with God and my walk with God, you know, and it was really hard for me to join because like Logan said, I was extremely shy. I was so nervous about talking to any of those guys I thought Logan was like the best quizzer ever and he really intimidated oh, me <laughs> that's oh, what Lord. I really thought anyway so yeah there How was definitely yeah I was so there was definitely you know God led me into that one um with Sunday school I just really Allie, wanted to do Allie, it
2: Allie let me ask you this though with Bible quizzing though did you feel actual God telling you to get involved in Bible quizzing or was it just more of a feeling that you had? I
3: mean, I didn't hear like an audible voice or anything mm-hmm. like that or anything super intense really. It was just kind of like, oh, I prayed this and then Sister Alkins came and asked me to get involved. And it was just like, well, if there's any answer to my prayer, that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. it for sure. Um so yeah it wasn't any mystical moment or anything
2: okay i just wanted to ask
1: yeah that, okay. that, that was that was a very good point we'll definitely be coming back to that later <laughs> um, and, uh, logan how did how did you get involved in all of the various and sundry things with which you're involved
2: so i'll the bible cruising one i don't have this in m- Big, huge testimony of Bible quizzing like Allie does. Um, my Bible quizzing was more just I wanted to compete and I wanted to beat people. That's what I wanted to do. I have a very competitive spirit. Allie knows this. Um, in Allie's first year, um, I will not lie, we were competitive with each other. And she came in knowing a lot of verses that I did not know. And it got to a point where I memorized, I want to say it was about 50 verses in one week, only to catch, up to, the, only to catch up to the amount of verses she was at and from that point on we both without having to say it without having to say it at all we both just knew the competition was who could finish the quickest and of course I had to I had to fin- I was going to finish after her anyway because I had to finish experience material she only needed an intermediates material so she had the advantage but it was just that competition and uh, that's what drew me into quizzing really um at a young age I started when I was eight and uh quiz till I was quiz till I uh graduated and for 11 years and it was that was my life um, but I, I'll tell a story of how I got involved in the cadet program because kind of like Allie I was more of a shy I wasn't as shy as Allie I, I will admit that but I was shy and when I was 12 13 it was really hard for me to um, really commit to um, what I was feeling God had for my life, and I always felt that God had a specific calling on my life. I never knew what it was, especially at that young age. Um, I know some people um, I've talked to that they knew they were called to preach or they were called to be this um, great person in God at a very very young age. Um, that wasn't me. I didn't know that until I was about fifteen, sixteen. But at twelve, thirteen, you know, you just I, I had a feeling that God was going to use me uh, greatly. He He had a plan for my life. He had a calling. Um, but I didn't necessarily want to commit to that. And so I kind of just played this, this little hide-and-seek game with God, really. And my pastor came up to me one day, and he I think this was when I was 12, and he asked me when I was going to get involved in, in the cadet program. And I was like, I don't know, we'll see, kind of shoving him off. And about a year, a year goes by, and it was after a service, after I was in the altar, I was crying. had one of those come-to-Jesus meetings with Jesus. And, uh, he comes up to me and he goes, okay, when are you going to get in the cadet program? And I'm like, you really had to target me at just the perfect time, didn't you? (laughs) And, uh, from that point on, I got involved in the cadet program. And in that program, God has allowed me to meet individuals, um, that have come through our church that I wouldn't have met if I wasn't a part of that program, if I wasn't a part of that, um, that particular ministry. And God also wouldn't have taught me what it really means to really be a servant. Um, you know, the Bible talks about you know, Jesus um, washing the feet of his disciples. We just talked about this today when I was at school and uh, in John chapter 13. But Jesus's ministry was about serving people. And that's what the program revolves around is serving people. And uh, I really owe it to my pastor for really pushing and getting me involved in that. Um, and for me accepting that, you know, like kind of like Ellie, you know, seeing I was praying for I was praying for God help to for God's help to help me commit to him. And at the same time, my pastor's coming up to me, asking me to get involved in something. And it was kind of just that answered prayer of, you know, it's time to, it's time to really commit to this. It's time to get involved in something that I wouldn't have been comfortable in before. Um, Because in that program, you have to sit on the platform. And that's where I would be sitting right behind the ministry team. And that's not something I wanted to do. I wasn't, I wasn't for being up in front of people. Um, Quizzing was easy because, you know, I was trying to beat someone with a score. That was easy. But when I was sitting behind ministry team and in this vulnerable situation of having to make sure everything's taken care of, it was different. Um, But ultimately, God was able to um, work through my insecurities and work through my my inabilities um, and with him was able to make it to where um, I was able to get involved.
1: Yeah, I I have a feeling that Brother Grayson is an excellent pastor. (laughs) (laughs) If he knew to come after you, like yeah. wiping the snot from your nose, hey, son, when are you going to get involved in the that program? <laughs> he,
2: he knows what he's doing.
1: Yes. yes. Okay. What advice would you offer to young teenagers slash young adults about getting involved themselves in the ministries at their church? Specifically, obviously, Newark, but you don't know our context and what exactly is going on at our church. So, just
0: And we just want to clarify for the audience, when we say young adults, we mean young adults who are not getting old yet.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> young adults are like 18 and only 18, then once you hit 19, well, it's the grave for you, buddy. <laughs> yes. Uh, young adults is like 30 is when you solidly stop becoming a young, young adult and only... And only about then is when you suddenly start becoming an adult. So like, for those of you listening who are 13 to 28, 29, this is for you. Ha- Logan, uh, how would you give them advice as far as getting involved in the ministry at their church?
2: Advice, you know, and it, de- it depends on the ministry too, because, um, last week we were talking, um, we were talking in class about um, getting involved in one of the teachers was talking about, you know, if there's a hole, fill it. Um, You know, the kingdom of God has many, many different roles and many different um, places and positions um, that you can help that you can help in and getting involved in ministry. One takes willingness. um, It takes servanthood um, and it, it takes leadership and, you know, getting involved in those ministries, it, it comes with prayer. It comes with fasting, but you also know that if there's a hole and if there's something that God is, you know, pushing me and t- kind of tugging at my heart to get involved in, g- just get involved. And when you get involved, jump into it, you know, with Bible, I'll, I'll use an example with Bible cuisine. my first year, I had no idea what I was doing, but I loved what I was doing. I loved learning the word of God. Um, there was something about it that was just that I, I didn't know what it was. I was eight years old, had no idea. Um, but as time went on, you fell in love with the work that you were doing. You fell in love with the five to six to seven to eight hour study days. You fell in love with um, the practice times. You fell in love with just everything that you did about it. And it's the same thing in any ministry for me, drums. I love playing the drums. And it's something I love to do when I get the opportunity to play in church. I go all out because it's something that I have an ultimate passion for. And when you were able to get involved in those ministries, go all in God, God wants Everyone, when you get involved in a ministry, do it 100%. Do it to the best of your ability. And when you do that, God was ultimate, God is ultimately pleased with that, and God can work through you. God only needs the willing hands. Once you give him the hands, once you surrender to getting into that particular ministry, God's going to take care of the rest.
1: Amen. Amen. I will, for our Newark, our Newark viewers, remember what my grandpa said. Brother Brother Moss said that much more important than your ability is your availability. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie, how would you offer advice to young people looking to get involved in ministry, involvement, whatever you want to call it?
3: Well, Logan took a lot of what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Sorry,
1: shouldn't have let me go first.
3: I, yeah, I guess it's my fault. Um, <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll do the same. It's along the same line. It's a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I would just say be available and be willing. I've gotten really used to when someone asks me to do something, just saying yes, within reason, of course. But (laughs) I think when you start to develop the attitude and mindset of, you know, I want to help and I want to serve and I want to add to the kingdom of God in whatever way I can, because every single role is important. It might not be in the forefront. It may be behind the scenes, but every single role is important. And like Logan said, if there's a hole, fill it. And along with what he said, if you're gonna commit, if you decide to do it, do your best and have a good attitude. Because first of all, God doesn't want a servant who's just halfway doing something, who has a bad attitude. It's like, well, I'll do it, but I'm gonna do it the way I wanna do it. So I would just say, you know, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might along those lines. I think Colossians says, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. And that's what you really have to keep in mind when you're doing it is, you know, it's not about me. It's not about the leadership, even in my ministry. I'm doing this as unto the Lord. So I have to give it my all. So, and even then when you're in a ministry and when people see that, it'll open the doors to more ministry. You know, if you're faithful in the small things, you'll get to be faithful in the big things. So I would just say, just do your best, be available, be willing, give all that you have.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with everything that both of you said. The The point that I re- I didn't even come into this with any notes or anything. I know Allie came into this with notes. I'm sure you, Logan, did at least a bit of preliminary planning, but I didn't come into this with any notes. So what I'm about to say is completely off the cuff. But it, it, if you're waiting for a bolt of lightning from the sky, if you're waiting for an angelic visitor to bust down your front door and say, you, you need to get involved in, X, Y, Z, or anything like that, you're probably, I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen because there have been stories and experiences from people, incredible ministers in the kingdom of God, where that has been exactly what has happened. But they are very few and far between. If you're waiting for some massive moment to come into your life and tell you to get involved in ministry, whether at your church or any other place, you're going to, probably be waiting a very long time. If you notice that something can be done, if you notice that something needs to be done, just offer to do it. Don't it, maybe don't even offer to do it, just do it. Like I very much doubt that anybody at your church would like protest to you getting into the supply closet and then cleaning the toilets after service. You don't need anybody's approval or permission for that unless they have their supply closet locked, which might be a good idea. But anyway, (laughs) moving beyond that, you know, you you don't need to have some massive revelation from on high To become involved in ministry. God is looking for people who are willing to just, you know, follow him. He he said to Peter and uh, the rest of the fisher people, you know, just lay down your nets and follow me. And then they did. They followed him. They didn't, uh, you know, they they didn't have any info from Jesus about what they were going to be doing. They just knew, hey, this dude is telling me to follow him. I, I guess I'll follow. So, uh, well, and an,
2: and another thing I can add on to that, if I may, Caleb, um, you know, looking at it, I think of an example in the Bible when you talk about, you know, God giving, you know, this lightning bolt from heaven saying, this is what you need to do. You know, God doesn't always do that. You know, he did with Moses. Moses had this burning bush experience with God where Moses was told to go um, that he was going to be the deliverer of the people of Israel from Egypt and he was going to lead them out. Um, but one of the prophets in the old Testament, um, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys know him by the name of Elisha, his calling to God was not this magnificent, um, calling that happened. His calling happened when Elijah shows up at his house and he's, he's actually tilling the ground. He's behind the ox. And Elijah comes up and is basically just talking to him. And Elisha at this point, notices something's different about Elijah and Elijah at this point is one of the most well-known prophets that, um, the Bible talks about. And, and we all know that the after effects of Elisha and how Elisha had a double portion on his life, how Elisha performed twice as many miracles as Elijah did. um, and was this great prophet that God used mightily, but Elisha's calling was extremely simple. And basically Elisha looks at Elijah and says, I'll follow you, runs back to his house, says goodbye to his family and runs back to Elijah and begins to follow him. It was not this big, huge um, God taking his hand, writing, writing in the sand, writing in the ground, Logan, you need to go here, Logan, you need to do this, Logan, you need to do that, or Allie, you need to do this, Caleb, you need to do this, or the Desi, you need to do this. No, sometimes God just uses specific feelings, specific people to lead us into situations where God wants to put us.
1: Exactly, exactly. Allie, do you have any comments, thoughts, ideas to comment contribute?
3: Um, well, with me getting involved in things, I can lack confidence in myself, but what I've learned is it's really, it's not about having confidence in myself because it's not about me. You know, if God wants to use me, then it's about having confidence in how he can use me. And if he can do anything, you know, which he can, then it's really not my job to worry, even though I still sometimes do, but that's what I would advise is just, oops, my air pile fell out (laughs) yeah so if you're just nervous or lacking confidence just keep moving forward knowing that God's got it it's it's really not about your abilities it's depending on him his ability his abilities
1: yeah yeah and something I'd like to say is if you if you want to get involved in a ministry and you know there's an opening you know that if you ask to become involved in this, they will allow you to help in that, but you're not sure about your own abilities in it. Ask for help. Who said that you had to go into the Sunday school ministry, knowing how to be a Sunday school minister. You don't, you don't naturally become just aware by living through your life, how to deal with 15 screaming two year olds. You don't, you don't learn how to wrestle babies until you do it. <laughs> uh, and it, it like, if you, if you, know how to play the piano a little bit and want to become involved in the music ministry at your church but you think oh i'm not good enough go up and ask you know ask for help lessons whatever i mean they might not do it because humans are imperfect but you you know you don't know god will make a way so um i guess we can open it up for questions brother desi
0: all right it looks like we've got people making comments and mostly they're complimentary to the, the two guests that we have on here. And we've got a lot of our church family who's happy and excited to see you both involved in ministry and serious about it already. I am waiting for comments to come in. So, Caleb, do you have any other places you want to go with them? You can continue the conversation for a few moments while people get ready to ask questions. Yeah,
1: sure. Um, well, let's just talk about something very easy to talk about. Let's talk about Bible quizzing.
0: How would you? Because oh, do you think the two of them might be able to say something about Bible quizzing?
1: <laughs> Maybe a little bit, Maybe you know, a little bit. A little bit but
0: <laughs> I've heard of this Bible quizzing thing. Maybe you could tell me something about it, huh? Yes.
1: Yeah, so let, let's assume that somebody watching this is like, "What is this Bible quizzing that you speak of?" You know, how how would you suggest? First of all, how would you suggest? to young people that they get involved in ministry? And as ex-quizzers, so now you are not a quizzer and you're in the spot of coach, official, all of that stuff, but you've also been a quizzer. Uh, How would you also suggest a good strategy for getting young people involved? Uh, You're up first. Yeah, Allie.
3: (laughs) So let me see if I understand the question. As a coach trying to get young people involved,
0: or even as a parent, I'll just throw the net out. Ali, what advice would you give to families to get their children involved in Bible quizzing? I'll simplify Caleb's question.
3: Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I might not be as equipped to answer this question because I always wanted to quiz. Like no matter what, no one made me, no one had to tell me to do my work. It was very easy, but I would just say find a way to get your kids to love the word of God, just even if they're not at that point yet, just teach them the value and importance of it. Because I've known quizzers that didn't really want to quiz, but they understood how important having the word in their heart was. And they understood that down the road, you know, maybe I might need this later. Maybe this is the verse that's going to come to mind Mm -hmm. when I'm in a tough spot. So I I need to do this. And I mean, you are their parent, you know, if you are a parent, you know, you can always make them and have, if they really don't want to do it, make them because it's worth it. They might have an attitude. They might be mad at you, but in the long run, it's going to pay off for them. And you do have that authority over them. So
1: I was definitely going to say something along those lines. Like as a parent, if your child isn't doing their homework, do you just throw up your hands. Uh, well, I guess they're not going to school anymore. No, it, it, and I'm not going to say that Bible whizzing is more important than an education, but it's, it's close, man. It's memorizing the word of God. So if your child doesn't want to memorize their verses, just pack a bag and say, all right, off you go, chief, <laughs> have fun outside. But anyway, Lo- Logan, you have any comments or did Ali steal all your ideas? Like she, accused no,
2: No, I can. I can say something. Um, Brother Desi, to answer your question, you know, Uh um, for me, Bible quizzing was fun because of the competition side. Um, For me personally, I was I am a huge sports, huge. I'm a huge sports fan, love competition. Um, When I was when I was uh, six months old, my mom and my Nana taught me how to throw a football. Um, It was just something that sports and competition was always ingrained into me. Um, When we lived in Oregon, behind our house, um, behind our fence, there would be football players that would practice, the kindergarten football teams and first grade, second grade, third grade at this big field, and I would always stand and watch because I always wanted to do something competitively. My parents never let me. My parents knew that if that was the case, if I would have gotten into sports, I would not be where I'm at in God today. I would not be living for God. Um, they for you, saved it would have my...
0: been too much of an, a distraction. Correct.
2: Correct. They were, And they knew that with me. Um, but Bible quizzing was a way out of that. Bible quizzing, the competition of it was a way for me to release the competitive drive that I had as a kid and, and also as a teenager as well. Um, so that was the release. But the attraction of it was it was hard. Bible quizzing was tough, and I'll and I will be the first one to say, Allie, you can you'll chime in with me on this. So will Caleb. Bible quizzing is not easy. Learning the Word of God is not easy. It's a challenge, Um, but that was fun to me. You know, God God really put in me at a young age that this may be hard. Yeah, but I've given you the capabilities. I've given you the strength. I've given you the opportunity to Bible quiz to do this um, for me. And as parents, you know, encouraging your kids. The Bible quiz, yes, you must. And at, and at a young age, it kind of comes a little bit as a, at a, in a forceful way. Um, cause I know my parents, there were times where I didn't want to quiz. There were times I wanted to quit, but my parents made me keep my hands to the plow, keep plowing the field, cl- keep planting that seed into my heart, into the ground of my soul, um, to where that seed would begin to germinate and take, and take root. Um, but when you get into this, into this, your teenage years, when you get into um, adolescence. And as you become older, it more becomes your choice. Um, if I'm running out of time, just stop me. Um, cause I can talk, I can talk about this for hours. Allie knows, um, it becomes a choice for you. And for me, it, my choice came when I was 16 years old, I quizzed in senior Bible quizzing for six years before really getting serious about it and really understanding the grasp of Bible quizzing with it being the word of God. Um, but to get kids involved, you know, just putting it as a solid value putting it as an importance as a um not necessarily making your kids quiz a whole year your kids may make it a month but our philosophy at our church is, you know as coaches i don't care if you make it a month or if you make it 10 months i don't care if you memorize the word of god for 12 12 months out of the year if you're memorizing the word of god i'm happy because god's word is being placed in your heart you're
3: learning. and the word
2: of god does not and the word of god does not return boy the word of god always will will return um, something to you. You put the effort in. God will, God will give you something in return. Um, and oh, I'm sorry, Brother Desi. Go ahead.
0: That's all right. So now we're um, getting questions coming in. Some of them okay. are related to Bible quizzing. So let me, okay let me interject here, and you two can keep going with your stream. So first question up for you. I'll ask them both at the same time, and then you two can uh, share your opinion on it. And and we recognize they're your opinions. But mm-hmm. one of the questions was for parents what would you recommend? Do you have any suggestions for parents who are struggling, especially with younger children who it's, it's kind of a bit of a fight to get them to do Bible quizzing. They're a bit more strong willed. And then dovetailing another question we got to ask, what do you, what would you say? I know Logan, you said you're now helping to coach a Bible quiz team. Mm -hmm. When's a good age to start Bible quizzing? Ali, you want me to go first or do you want to go?
3: You can okay, go you, first.
2: Went, you went first last time, so I'll, I'll take this one. Um, Brother Desi, would you repeat that first question for me though? Just so
0: it's okay, so the first one was do you have any suggestions mm-hmm. for parents who are struggling, especially with their younger children? They want them to be involved in Bible yeah. because they're starting to learn, yeah. but it's it's a grind, and you know, maybe yeah. the child is strong willed or stubborn about it. And then secondly, kind of tied yeah. to that, do you have and if you don't, it's fine. And mm-hmm. we recognize these are your opinions. None of this is yeah. set in stone, but <laughs> Do you have a recommended ideal age or a time when it seems like Bible quizzing starts to fit better? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So um, to answer the, se- I'll answer the second question first because that's a little easier. Um, yeah. I started when I was seven years old or when I was eight years old, my sister started when she was seven, my other sister started at six. So Bible quizzing really fits into um, your child when your child seems to be ready to be able to con- uh, to comprehend the word of God. I know the earliest you can start in beginner Bible quizzing is four years old that is young that's Out. young
0: that, that yes. sounds like a lot of work that's on yes part. That is,
3: it, is so a lot it sounds of work. like
0: I, now let me tell you as a as a parent with three children who knew Bible studies, i would at least it seems like it certainly got better once they could their reading comprehension was yes. at least that level they can read the card themselves mm-hmm. they can really begin to understand what it yep. is reading
2: that's and that's where i was going to get to because so that probably um, my,
0: is different with different kids
2: huh? right and because my sister was six years old and actually she um well she was five she was five when she started kind of memorizing verses with me and victoria um but but she then had at six, she
0: actually, who were already yes doing.
2: yes and um so she started kind of memorizing kind of understanding at about five years old and then she quizzed when she was six um but and quizzing actually helped her begin to learn how to read more and learn um mm. learn the concepts of um of phonics and everything like that learning how to read um, but like I said, it really depends on your child and their ability to comprehend verses and be able to read, to be able to um, – to, to really be able to memorize them really. Yeah. Um, and it so, takes time. It takes a lot of time. And then going well, back to the first question. Let jump over
0: to Allie. Well, let's, let's yeah. do Allie, and then we'll come back to the okay. second question. Allie, sure. do you have anything to add just on the age question?
3: like Logan said, <clears throat> excuse me, it, uh, it definitely depends on your child and where they're yeah. at. Um, I've seen one, like parents, they had their kid at four years old start memorizing and he got about 35 verses, which was great. But he was he wasn't able to necessarily go to the board and everything. But
0: so he could memorize um, some verses, but he's not going to be able to play the game well.
3: Right. It takes a while. There's memorizing verses and then there's actually quizzing on them, Mm -hmm. which takes a different level of understanding. Uh, One set of parents I know, their age is first grade, which I feel like is a good age, first grade when they start. And then it just starts kind of with the school year and just grouping it up with that. I feel like that's kind of the earliest You should start unless you want it to be very difficult. Uh, I think first grade. (laughs) Unless the parent just really, really (laughs)
0: wants to sign up for a lot of extra work.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think first grade is a solid age where they're getting that understanding and that ability. So,
0: All right. And Logan, let's go back to you the question about how would, do you have any suggestions for parents who are trying to motivate especially the younger children to quiz. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Okay. So, and I'll use a personal story with this one. So when I was, um, when I was a quizzer, my parents incentivized to quit Bible quizzing. And uh, of course it takes a little bit of um, discretion in how to incentivize Bible quizzing. Cause you don't want to make the prize greater than the actual word of God. You don't want the kid yeah. quizzing for the prize to where um, your child will lose sight of the word of God. And so what my parents would do is they would basically tell us, okay, after you memorize your material, we'll give you a certain, we'll give you, we'll give you a certain, um, thing, w- what you would want. So one year I wanted a, work
0: towards a goal, huh?
2: correct. You work towards a goal. And, um, and I'll use a personal story from my own church. I know, um, Ali, you know, Jacoby, um, his mother was really struggling with how to get him to really enjoy studying the word of God and really enjoy working. Um, kids, really, really good. Um, He has a good head for Bible quizzing. And my sister actually was working with him last year. Um, But he, he got to this point where he was just so stubborn and so strong willed that he didn't want to do it. And his mom tried everything. His mom was working with him, trying to do whatever she could. He just would not work. So his mom came to my mom and just asked her, you know, what do I do? And my mom was like, give him a gift that he would want. Give him something to work towards um that when he worked towards he gets this goal and then he he knows what it is he knows what it's like to work for something so she did she said that she would buy him this particular um this particular game that he wanted and as soon as he saw that goal in hand it was as if he was climbing a mountain and man he raced up that mountain so quick it was insane but so, once so he achieved he
0: incentivized that, his learning was something exactly and he was really at it exactly okay. yeah thank you that's a great suggestion um do you too and I'm asking both of you well, another question that came in do you feel that quizzing was a stepping stone or something that helped you as you found your way into other ministries or or did they kind of develop in parallel I mean I I did not grow up quizzing I and I'm a fan of it so I'm not saying that in a negative way but if you're a parent out there or you're an adult and you're thinking Oh man, I didn't quiz. That doesn't preclude you from ministry, but the two of you as quizzers, let me ask, do you feel that quizzing helped or set you up as a stepping stone for other areas of ministry? Or is quizzing something that kind of happened in parallel to other things you were doing? Ali, it's Alex.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, in short, absolutely. It was definitely it definitely helped me set it definitely helped set me up to go into other ministries. And I feel like I use Bible quizzing in absolutely everything because it's the word of God. It can be applied to absolutely everything. And kind of a pattern that I've noticed, and again, not to disparage those that haven't quizzed, but a lot of those in ministry and really solid, really big things in their walk with God, they have quizzed because they have thousands of verses in their mind. And not only can they use them, but... It just does something inside of you. It gives you the right desires. It it teaches you what you want to do and where you want to go in God. So yeah, absolutely. 100%.
2: And I'll piggyback off of that. Absolutely. 100%. Bible quizzing (laughs) um, definitely um, really was a big catalyst in my ministry. Um, And it helped me develop that in quizzing. When I was quizzing, that was as God began dealing with me. Um, where I was called to go, what I was called to do for him in ministry and Bible quizzing only just made that just helped me even better to begin to grow that, to begin to nurture that, um, into, uh, the man that God wants me to be. And even off of that, I'll kind of use a more secular, um, example for it too. Sure. When you, mem- when you memorize 500 and what I think the most I memorized is 550
0: verses in one year, you work that, your brain. Okay. So, so if you're not familiar with quizzing, yeah. you in there. We're not going to hand you parent with a six-year-old. No. It goes in incremental stages if you're not with it. So by the time you're, you know, in high school at the experience level, that's what it is.
2: Yeah. And you were saying
0: you've memorized 500 plus verses in a school year.
2: Yeah. In the experience division. And so when you do that, you work your brain, you train your brain to study, to memorize. And it it Mm -hmm. only helps you later on in life when you have to sit down and you got to crank out a term paper. In a night because you uh, didn't do it the day before or you didn't do it weeks before
0: it was due. Oh, this is a and different to- conversation about study. <laughs> <Okay>. well- <laughs> I'm not going to make
1: you say that this isn't a hypothetical. <laughs> but will you say for sure that this is hypothetical? Just don't we'll say, say it. Hy- we'll say it's hypothetical. It's hypothetical
0: does- scenario. Yes. Due to lack of proper time energy, <laughs> you find yourself in a crunch with some other schoolwork that you need to do exactly found that your your brain is capable of
2: exactly and it's just training it trains your brain and and also when if you when being more disciplined and actually time managing bible (laughs) quizzing helps with that too because when in the middle of the day and before nationals when you have to study those long hours as ali and caleb know when you got to study those long hours in the day um to get ready bible quizzing is not everything in life you have other responsibilities to do and you really have to manage your time you have to learn what time management is. And Bible quizzing teaches that.
0: Good, good. So what would you say? I'm just threading questions together. Mm -hmm. What advice would the two of you give, or Caleb, you can jump in on this one too, um, to encourage quizzers when they get to the hard part? In other words, Mm -hmm. it's the middle of the year. Mm -hmm. You're halfway or two thirds of your way through your verses. It feels like a grind. Your parents are questioning their sanity. They're tired of quoting <laughs> you. It's taking at least an hour <laughs> a day. They're not sure how much they really love this idea of a Bible quiz program anymore. Not that I speak from experience. This is totally <laughs> hypothetical right now. But what would you say to encourage quizzers and parents when they're getting to that hard part?
1: I since I haven't had a turn to chip in first. Um, Hi. Uh, to encourage the parents, I would just say keep it in perspective. Instead of thinking about oh, now I have to go and slog out these hundred verses with Autumn or something, who is a quizzer from our church, so I know that Matthew Tatro, if you're watching, hi. Uh, but it, don't don't try and just think of, oh, man, now i got to grind out these verses with this little hellion that I decided to bring upon myself. No, it, c- keep in perspective what you're doing this for. Think about the mental development. Think about the, the Bible that they're... Putting into their brain and their heart. Think about all of the good things. Focus on that. You're the adult here. Be be an adult. Don't don't sink down to their level of just I don't want to do it. No. Keep it. Keep in mind why you're doing this. That really helped me, especially in my last few years when I started actually like focusing on the important stuff. Um, and as far as quizzers. Uh, qu- Honestly, I can't really speak to quizzers and tell them to motivate because if a quizzer doesn't want to be motivated, they're probably not going to self-motivate. The the oldest ones probably should, but they don't. But as far as parents and coaches – to help them motivate. That's where, um, I think it was Logan. Yeah, I, that's where Logan's incentive comes in. If you sense that your quizzer is getting really sluggish, it doesn't even have to be something enormous. You don't have to promise them a trip to Disneyland. Just give them something that you know is really important to them. You might know as the adult that this is really not a big deal. It really won't mm-hmm. cost that much money. won't take that much effort, but for them, it's very important. So give that to them, but not don't give it to them straight away. Say, if you do this in Bible quizzing, if you meet these goals, then you will get this thing. And the most yeah. important thing is, uh, and Brother Marvin Walker and Sister Walker have taught this everywhere. The, the, it's the foundation of Bible quizzing. If they don't meet the goal, don't give them the thing. <laughs> then that undermines what you've been doing the entire time. So if, they, if like, say, they get a pack of candy at the end of the week for memorizing their ten verses. If they haven't memorized their ten verses, they don't get the candy. You don't go, oh well, you 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 can start all of them. No, that that's not how incentive works. You gotta you get again be the adult here. Be the be the one who sticks to the goals.
0: So, Ali, what would you say to encourage people during the the hard part of quizzing?
3: Well, for older quizzers. I, when I didn't want to study, I would take a break. Were and I'm there not times talking... where you
0: didn't want to study?
3: There were a few times where I didn't want to study.
0: <laughs> and you know, Desi, let me tell you You're something. i are very human right now. That's good.
1: You, you may think she's being like, you know, facetious. Like there were a few times I didn't want. No. If you know Ali, you know, there were actually only a few times where she didn't want to study. She's, she actually enjoys study, which is... Okay.
0: So when you hit those slumps, what do you recommend as encouragement? How'd you push through that?
3: It really depends on how big of a slump it is. I mean, if you've been keeping up with it pretty well and it's like, you know, I've memorized, you know, like four days this week, you can afford a break. You can afford to just take a, take a break. So you don't burn out because that does happen. I've reached those moments where it's like, man, I really want to get this done. But if I keep studying, my brain's going to fry. So if, if it's that case, then I would say just take a break. If it's not, you kind of need to just be real with yourself, be honest with yourself. And I'm talking about older quizzers here. Um, <laughs> just you have to remember and understand why you're doing it. Like Caleb said, keep it in perspective. And I feel like a lot of the times, if you're in a slump and you're you're just like, I don't want to do this, then you're kind of ignoring all of the reasons why you started quizzing in the first place. You're ignoring all the benefits. You're saying, you know, at that point, you don't care, but you really do. Deep down, you really do care. It might be deep, deep, deep down, but you have to kind of pull that up and remember why you're doing it, what it means to you. Because at a certain point, if you do, Hit a long enough slump there's going to be a point of no return where you really can't pick it up again and you you don't want to regret things later on Um, and for younger quizzers and their parents um, take a break too if you need a moment of sanity uh there's i'm sure everyone has friends at the church Uh, a lot of the times we pass off the junior quizzers pass them around have different people work with them so that those parents can get a break and i feel like that's really important because it's every day with the parent, you know, not only do they have to live with the kid, but they also have to do all the quizzing work with the kid too. And they're so,
0: and exactly.
3: So yeah, just I'm sure there are plenty of people in your church that would be willing to help. And I think that would, that's a really big benefit. So.
0: Logan, do you have anything to add to that?
2: Yeah. uh, For the older quizzers um, I will just say, um, Bible quizzing is a team game. Um, when you feel those days where you don't want to study, you've got other people depending upon you. This is not just you. This is not just your life. Um, you've got, a, you've got different people, um, looking at you, um, seeing what you're doing in your time and looking at you, um, to see really, okay, are they studying like I am or are they slacking off? Um, and you've got people depending upon you. I know, Allie, I'm sorry, but I, I, I have, I've had, I had to say sorry to Allie both years when we closed together 2017 and 2018, because there was a moment in time, um, in May, the after extrav between May and finals, I hit, I always hit my wall and I always throw Ali knows I always struggled studying. I always struggled doing my work. And it got to a point of, before finals one year where Ali was in the car with his Elkins wondering if we were going to make it to nationals. <laughs> <laughs> because I had gotten to a point where I wasn't studying the way I should be. I was quoting; it wasn't every day, but I was not motivated. And it took me realizing, oh, whoa, my teammates are depending right. upon me, Other and I depending have
0: depending on you for this.
2: Yeah, I have. I have more of a, a response. I have a responsibility here, um, not only just to God, but to the teammates and to my coaches around me that are relying upon me. Um, to work. And that, that really helped me to know that Bible quizzing is not just about me, but this is about a team. This is about, this is more than just um, more than just myself. And for young kids, it really falls on the parents, unfortunately. And um, because little kids, they're not going to want to sit down for an hour and quoted and sit down and quote, they're not going to want to. Um, but that's where incentivizing and that's where just being, um, being strong um, in in knowing that what you're doing and what you're implanting in your kids will take fruit and will, or will take root and bear fruit, um, in their lives.
0: Yeah.
1: If I can go off of what Logan said a little bit for the first part, that there is a direct parallel. By the way, I have two points for this. There's a direct parallel to what he was saying between Bible quizzing and your walk with Christ. You're not. You're not on your own. So both. You don't have to be on your own. You don't have to depend just on yourself. And also, by the way, you are not on you're not an island other people are depending on you other people are looking up to you and so in those moments where you're like oh well i don't i don't care what happens to me it's not about you necessarily what if there's somebody else who's impacted by your decision and of course you know you have to do it because you love god and god is awesome But uh, besides that, also shameless plug for Bible quizzing, you'll learn much more than just that little parallel between Bible quizzing and uh, real life and stuff. Bible quizzing is chock full of pure life lessons.
0: Excellent. Let me go to another question a little bit different. Well, no, I'm going to pull in one more kind of Bible quizzing question, but it's not directly about Bible quizzing. As former quizzers who have now ended their time as quizzers, do you have, and this is the way the question came in, a favorite verse, and I realize you may or may not have a favorite verse, but at least verses that come to mind, something you find inspiring.
2: Yes, I do. I'll read them them right now. I I, I love Romans chapter 13. You don't
3: uh, have it memorized?
2: I do, but I'm going to quote it just so I don't mess it up, okay? Leave me alone, Allie. Um, and it speaks to where we are in our world today. Um, there, There's four verses, and it comes out of Romans chapter 13, uh, verses 11 through 14, and it says, And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the
0: lusts thereof. There you go. Thank you for sharing. Allie, how about you?
3: I'm trying to think of some, like I definitely have some. I'll just start quoting what comes to mind.
0: Sure. Does something come to mind?
3: Something yeah, you want for, to read for
0: us, or you're just going to quote?
3: I'll just, it's easier just to quote it. Um, <laughs> Romans, Romans A18, uh, for I reckon cool. that the sufferings. Else.
0: Huh? Something else from Romans, huh? So Romans A18. Yeah,
3: Romans is a great book. I love that year. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, A18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Basically talking about, you know, whatever happens in this life is not even worthy to be compared with what we're going to get in eternal glory. Right. Exactly. Uh, Another one. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And one more because I really, really like this one. And I just remembered Uh, thy words were found and I did eat them and thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts.
0: Thank you for sharing. Those are great verses, Caleb. What about you? First off, I despise that question
1: because, did, like, how can you have a favorite Bible verse? Like, you can't have just
0: share with us one that encourages you. Now you're sounding like a Beardsley.
1: Well, I wonder <laughs> you're gonna argue the question
0: rather than just answer it.
1: Also, I, I thought I take offense at the implication that all Beardsley's are the same and sound the same. But, <laughs> but I, I take offense
0: at Family it. Family traits.
1: I take offense, but I don't refute it. Um, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I'll, Another
0: Romans. Here we go.
1: Well, honestly, like Romans, best book in the Bible, man. No arguing. Anyway, um, so Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And uh, I'll quote it, just because it's easier. Um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Shoot, now I forget it. Maybe it's not easier. Uh, he may prove. He may prove. Thank you. Oh, they're
0: giving him prompts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> perfect. And ex- No, wait. Anyway. Man, what <laughs> is that, that good, is and, that good and acceptable and perfect will of
3: God?
1: There we go. Thank you. But I, re- I just really like those two verses because the first one tells us that it is our expectation to offer ourselves, our bodies, our services up to God as a sacrifice to him, not a sacrifice like lay yourself down on an altar and put <laughs> yourself, but you're giving yourself and your effort and all that you have to God. And then the second verse turns around And addresses another issue, which is inherently related to that, which is saying, be not conformed to this world. Don't concern yourself with what other people say. Don't concern yourself with the forces of this world. Um, And I'm not just talking about the secular world. There are many areas inside the church as well that are just downright nasty and negative. We we are imperfect beings with an imperfect organization. But just you you follow God and you do what he tells you to do. And it's going to be all right.
0: Excellent. Let me ask, switching off of Bible quizzing as we're getting ready to wrap up. Believe it or not, time goes fast. We're already just about to the top of the hour. Uh, For Allie and for Logan, we had someone ask a question about who who was a great inspiration for you? You As you're looking to do ministry, as you're looking to get involved in the kingdom of God, is there anyone that stands out to you or perhaps a group of people who stand out to you that, that are inspiring, encouraging to you?
2: You want me to go first, Allie, or my or are you going first? You want me to You're go going
3: first? first? Go okay. ahead.
2: Um <clears throat> for me, um, of course, my pastor. Uh, my pastor is the greatest Christian I know. Um I I love him um I love him so much and his example that he has set for me is um, outstanding. And uh, if I can be like if I can be like him, I'll be lucky. Um of course also um my dad um is one of the greatest men I know. Um and he uh, if I can be a dad like him, my kids will be lucky. Um I am I I hope to one day be like him. I don't think I will because he's just that great. Um, But I hope to and I strive to another an an, an evangelist that I would that I would say is an inspiration to me would be, of course, Victor Jackson. I'm sure he is an inspiration to everyone. I'm sure everyone knows him. Um, He's very well known. Um, But I got to I have the uh, or I had the opportunity to get to know him on a personal level when I was up in Oregon at a youth camp up there. And he preached. He preached there twice, actually. And um, I got to know him. And he, he imparted some things into my life and kind of really guided me in, in, in some ways that I would have never known without him and without his influence. And uh, his life and his um, walk with God is definitely one that is an
0: inspiration to me. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Allie, what about you?
3: Um, probably my first inspiration was Sister Elkins. She was my Bible quizzing coach. And like I said earlier- um, I forgot, her. can I, I add her
2: now too, please? Thank you.
3: <laughs> I know, I was wondering.
1: <laughs> Whatever Ali says about
2: I think Sister she's
3: probably Robin, not
1: gonna watch. That to Logan too, yeah.
3: Right. Yeah, uh, and like I said, <clears throat> I wasn't in church before quizzing. So uh, she taught me everything I know in Bible quizzing, everything from holiness to repentance. <laughs> she taught me so much. So, so she's it, a yeah, huge Beyond just
0: the quizzing itself.
3: Right, you know, so, the so much. Exactly, and just her love for the word of God and her passion is just contagious. Uh, also, I would have to add my pastor, along with his wife, Sister Grayson, she has been um, a huge inspiration to me, and she's going back to get her like degree right now, and she's really been helping me try to navigate me as I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. Uh also my youth pastors, they're not my youth pastors anymore because I'm getting old now. Uh but brother and sister sponsor. How <laughs> to add it in there. Uh but brother and sister sponsor, um, they're just extremely dependable people. I can go to them with anything, no matter what, with any situation. And I, I just love them for that. And I, I'd probably have to add Logan's parents, brother and sister Swank. They've accepted me into their family, Logan and his sisters are basically my siblings. So uh, whatever I need, I know I can depend on them. So I love them too.
0: So I want to jump in and and point out something for those of you who are watching tonight. Most of this broadcast has been geared towards our youth group and we're happy to do that. Thank you so much for the two of you joining us. It's nice to gear a broadcast more towards them. But to our adults who are listening, please, please hear these two Fine, upstanding young people who are getting heavily involved with ministry, both in their church and in the kingdom of God. And the people they named as inspirations were, were parents and pastors, yes, but also other people in their church who took time and invested in them. Yeah. Don't That's miss true. the significance of your presence. Don't miss your value in spending time with children and young people who are not your own. You don't know what kind of impact you may be having. So I hope that is an encouragement to all of our adults listening. Every time you make a positive influence on a young person's life, you impact the kingdom of God. And it's a dividend that will be returned later. Amen. All right. Believe it or not, we have spent our time. It has gone very, very, very quickly. And so before we close out this broadcast tonight, I am the Connections Pastor at our church Amongst the various things, Logan and Allie, you don't know this, but amongst the various things that fall under my umbrella is all aspects of education included within education is Bible quizzing. And so we are starting our Bible quiz season here at the church for all of our returning quizzers. You already know this. We've already ordered your verse cards. I will be sending out a general information Uh, email to our church family in the very near future. But since we had two former Bible quizzers on tonight, and we spent so much time talking about it, let me say this. I just posted in the chat comments. If you're a parent watching this, or perhaps a young person, and you are thinking, you know, I think I'd like to try Bible quizzing, or you're thinking, I want to give another go at it again this year. Maybe you've taken a break. Maybe it wasn't as successful in the past. Whatever your response has been, please reach out and contact me. I can be reached at desi.lugo at newarkupc.org and I'd be delighted to share information about our Bible quiz program. If you want to join us, I'd encourage you to contact me soon. The school year has started and the school year is an excellent time to start Bible quizzing and you just incorporate it into the regular school routine and you just consider it another subject in the school year. Bible quizzing is just something your kid is doing this year as part of their schooling. And so now's the time to start is what I'm saying. So if you're not already involved, reach out to me i'd be happy to talk to you about it and try to answer questions to all of our current bible quizzers who now have your cards and you're beginning to memorize we will be having our quiz year orientation in the very near future stay tuned i'll have more of that to follow thank you once again for joining our evening broadcast we hope that it's been a good time for you Allie and logan thank you for joining us i have greatly appreciated having you on with us to our church family Any information you'd like to know about quizzing, about small groups, prayer requests, praise reports, baptism requests, partnering with us in giving, joining online small groups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It can all be found on our church website at newarkupc.info. Be sure to check that out and join us once again tomorrow evening for our broadcast at 7. Until then, we wish you all a pleasant evening and a good night. Thank you for joining us and God bless. Good day, everyone. God bless. Good night.